You're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the VHS era and improv new stories. Because you're trapped in our land of make-believe forever. To imagine how we might improve our favorite movies, TV, and games. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we were raised by rentals. Mike, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a dark presence in the RBR lounge today. What could that be? I feel like somebody's watching us. You guys suck. Oh, no. (laughs) No taters. Um, oh. You guys, you know, in episode 12, you guys mentioned a guy in um, uh, Three Amigos, and that was the same guy who was on The X-Files, uh, just so you know. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Who let the haters in? Um, but you guys failed to recognize him in the Three Amigos. I just say it. <laughs> well, I guess we have to turn it on. Hi, guys! <laughs> Hi, Don. Hot Master General. Uh, <laughs> it's Don. And Don. Po. And Poe's here. Because, oh, you know, he's always here. And You're I've already told po. Ralphie not to be a dick during the show. But that don't <laughs> that don't stop him. I say that don't mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad Poe is here. I guess we're glad you're here, too, Don. I guess that's Okay. Important. I mean, the oh, dog's okay. more important. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so we're glad you're here, Don. And two special guests, two episodes in a row. It's, it's a record. We probably won't have any more guests after this for a really long time. We're trying to, <laughs> trying to check them all off. Because <laughs> getting guests on the show has sucked. <laughs> it was a bad idea, guys. That's why we're not inviting them back. Oh. <laughs> I know, yes, I'm going to join, and they're like, uh, I think I'm washing my hair that night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you're uh, bald. No. no, I'm washing my hair. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> you, I didn't say the hair on my head, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Leave it to Mike. You always got to go oh. there. You always got to go blue with it, Mike. You always got to get that's, dirty. That's my job. That's what he, I do. He didn't say, oh, no, I guess they would have said it was their hair. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never well, mind. we're glad we're glad you're here, Don. Thanks for joining us. I feel like it's long overdue for some reason, but uh, de- definitely glad you showed up. You are, were one of the people in the very early days of Mike and I doing this show who just threw like a million ideas at us uh, in our you know like Facebook chats of like, oh, you guys should do this or that or you know. Uh, this what make you make us watch this old TV show from the eighties that we were like, I mean, yeah, that'd be fun, but I don't know that I want to do all that homework. Right. Uh, so, you know, Mike and I have been trying to figure <laughs> out a way to get to the show. You don't want to watch Girl? Come on. Never <laughs> girl? Come on. What was that one with the, the little like girl robot who like lived in that small dude? wonder. Small wonder. <laughs> Vicky. I tried to block that one out. <laughs> you mean original Megan? Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to do an episode where Small Wonder goes on a murder spree like the Terminator. Oh, so come just... on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Although it might be fun to do like a shared universe of all those like weird 80s sitcoms, you know, with like family ties and uh, give me a break. (laughs) What what we do is a sequel to Megan. But in order to defeat the little girl robot, we need to bring back Small Wonder. So she's she's reprogrammed by the good guys to fight Megan. You know, that's how you do it. All right, we're jumping ahead here, guys. We're jumping <laughs> all right, ahead. All right, all right, all right. We're jumping ahead. Okay, we're so... jumping ahead because we can fit, somehow figure that out into this episode. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I don't know about that. But now, now we're getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I mentioned I mentioned the Terminator because I happen to be looking at the Terminator Wikipedia page at this moment, not because that is the focus of our topic for today but i was just trying to like get a vibe right get a vibe of some ideas we might be able to throw together but what we really want to talk about is how can we add to that long lost much unappreciated franchise that was short circuit indeed i loved both of the short circuit movies when i was a kid and i had them taped off hbo and i used to watch them all the time Oh, hell yeah. I, I, I was definitely in the camp of watching part two way more than part one, even though uh, we discussed this a little bit off the air. Part one is a much better movie, but part two is a lot of fun. So, yeah, I watched the hell out of them as a kid. And I was always jealous that they had the toys in, in the second movie and we never yeah. actually got one. I was like, damn it, I want a remote control Johnny Five. <laughs> right? I like the hoverboard from Back to the Future, too. Right. It's like, why the fuck didn't they make that thing? I mean, they made that stupid, like, talk boy thing from Home Alone 2. Where's my right. fucking, you know. <laughs> Johnny Five for 1999. <laughs> you know what? I would have even for Back to the Future 2 taken those silly CD players that sat on your head with the built. Yeah. I would have taken that, mm-hmm. but no. I want the shoes to tie themselves because I don't like to slip shoes on like flip flops and stuff. I I just don't like them. I like to put on like real like shoes, but I hate fucking sitting down to tie my shoes because every time I sit down, my fucking dog attacks me because he thinks we're going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I I love both these movies. I think these fall into that sort of gremlins camp in my brain in that the first one is, I think, clearly the better movie that had a message and it had a direction and something to say. But the second movie is just so much more fun and goofy and over the top. So, yeah, I always watched Short Circuit 2 more than I watched the original Short Circuit. Uh, so I'm definitely glad that we're getting a chance to watch these again and to hopefully do something fun, you know. And like I said, I was looking at some other franchises thinking, well, what would we do with Johnny, Johnny Five? You know, would we do like a, another sequel? Do we want to go back to one of the original movies and try to fix it in some way like we did with Revenge of the Nerds? What do you guys think? Like, what's the what's the plan here? I I think the originals are perfect. We don't need to change those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're perfect. Even even DeBarge, okay. <laughs> even well, no, 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 not not even DeBarge, especially, especially. DeBarge. <laughs> that song has been stuck in my head for days. <laughs> now I want to watch. Now I want to watch The Last Dragon again. Again. <laughs> oh <yes>. shit! <laughs> I haven't thought of that in a while either. Uh, yeah, okay, so you know. Pulling back the curtain a little bit, we did try to chit-chat ahead of time. Just, again, try to nail some concept of what we were going to do when we invited Don here on. And I I don't remember, Don, if it was your idea or one of ours, but I know I came to the table today thinking, I want to find out what it would be like if Johnny Five was still alive 
whether that means it's today in like the 2020s or really more interestingly for me, what if it was like, let's do a post-apocalyptic, you know, uh, like uh, Terminator Skynet type of future. And what would that look like with silly wisecracking Johnny Five doing uh, Three Stooges jokes? <laughs> <laughs> so, Wally. Okay. That's it. Okay. All right. So the episode's Wally. over. Thanks, Tom. We're done. We're done now. Everyone go watch Wally. Bye. No, 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 no. Wally with <laughs> Wally with Terminators. It's a little, little different. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because Wally was just by himself. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you have to you have to have the you know the resistance fighters and the and the T eight hundreds and you know hunter killers and all them hunting down humans. So you know. It's it's different. Yeah. It's, it's and, not and we, it's not Johnny just cleaning up trash for eons. <laughs> and we have to make everybody feel like really sympathetic and sad toward this robot. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which and I think that that's a really like clear connection. In fact, the first time I ever saw a trailer for Wally, I immediately thought that's right? just Johnny Five, right? Like that's yeah. They to- yeah. They Same. totally they totally just copied this. In fact, it's the little toy Johnny Fives from right. Short Circuit Two <laughs> that are like you know. 15 inches tall like that's wally they just they kept one of those <laughs> right <laughs> that toy company at the end of part two they they turned, yeah. they turned it into wally you yeah. know what now we come to think about it here when i go to comic cons i always see a line of droids and then wally's following them i have never seen a johnny five right it's irritating you're, you're telling as hell. Me like, nobody can build a johnny five no it, it, it drives me nuts there was somebody, I want to say he was on Instagram, that was building a life-size Johnny Five, but I it, like he stopped updating, so I don't know if he gave up, but he had the head built. I was going to say, Gutenberg has tweeted or, or Instagrammed something, too, and then I never heard anything else. <laughs> yeah, they were supposed to do a part three, and like, that, got, that got toyed around with a few times, but never happened. As long as we don't put the racist uh, elephant in the room. Uh, (laughs) now see i'm glad you brought that up because this is my beef between part one and two so okay just jumping right in with the the short circuit comments in short circuit one there the whole point of ben's character is to do a joke like the whole reason that he has an accent and all that is a joke because newton asks him where are you from And he said Bakersfield originally. And he goes, no, like, where are your ancestors from? And he goes, oh, Pittsburgh. (laughs) In part two, he says he's from India and he's studying to become a citizen. And I'm like, wait a second. No, no, no. Like, you were supposed to be, like, racially ambiguous in the first movie. (laughs) What the hell happened? I don't know, man. Maybe you're taking that, like, one joke a little too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know, he he had he had this sort of like uh, you know oblivious sense of humor, but it, it wasn't completely stupid. You know, he was right, a, he was right. a smart guy. Like I think I think maybe he knew because a, a lot of the stuff that he said to Steve Gutenberg's character was very sarcastic and in, in a goofy way. But clearly, like when Steve Gutenberg says something like, "Oh, I can't believe it's been like five years since I drove last," and he goes, "Maybe ten, you know, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly." But I don't know, like the idea that that he's, you know, he's not even a citizen and, you know, the government is using him to create robots. I'm like, ah, I feel like there's some it's some questions there. I feel like the whole reason they did the no citizenship in part two was just so they could be like, look, we have a robot citizen now. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'm sure that's the reason why. But yeah, so let's let's back up a little bit and talk about what short circuit is and and you know, we can go through the comments a little bit more because I definitely have a comment too about the second movie that I want to throw out there. And I just kind of want to see too if there's anything other than Johnny 5 himself. Johnny 5 is alive. Is there anything else in these movies that is worth hanging on to? For if we're going to do let's do a, you know, post-apocalyptic Skynet sequel we'll do our own short circuit three in one of those like you know 30 40 years later sequels that hollywood's been loving the last couple of years uh so like is there anything you know in these movies that's maybe worth saving so uh yeah short circuit the first one came out in 1986 I don't normally do the, you know, the background like you do, Mike, on the Boogeyman's Closet for, you know, the director and the cast and all that. But I figured we can mention a few people. I thought it was interesting that the guy who directed it also directed War Games uh, mm-hmm. and Saturday Night Fever as well. But I think the War Games connection is pretty interesting. Um, and I, I never in my life considered or stopped to think, wait, who is the voice of Johnny Five? Like, I never thought to look that up. Who is this voice actor? Is he somebody that we know from something else? So I just literally looked, looked him up today, and I really didn't recognize any, like, really standout roles, except for Frank the Pug in the Men in Black movies, which... <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of makes sense, you know? <laughs> That's funny. I didn't, even, I, I didn't even look the guy up. Yeah, I just... I literally... I was writing down the cast, and I'm like, wait a second, like... Johnny, like, who the fuck is Johnny? Like, maybe he's, is he some comedian that maybe I just never put the voice together, like, when I was a kid? But no, I mean, he's just a voice actor, but he's done, he's been a working voice actor, you know, for 34 years, but he's just never, never done any real, like, real standout parts other than Johnny Five. I was gonna say, I wow. think I saw a picture of him, and I was like, that's not, like, the voice I would expect to come out of it, <laughs> like, after I saw him. I was like, oh, that, that that's not, like, who I expected. <laughs> like he was like a muscly blonde guy, I think. Like, oh, was, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I but I could be now. wrong. I could be wrong on that. But like, I was a black and white photo, so that's all I saw. I'm looking him up now, and like, yeah, it looks like he he's a voice actor slash puppeteer. Um, like he does some puppeteer work on a lot of on a lot of stuff as well. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's Tim that's, Blaney. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you gotta love Steve Gutenberg, the Goot, right? He's, oh yeah. Uh, I'm, it still annoys me that, you know, he, he stopped acting after a while because he was like the fucking darling of the 80s. I, I don't think guy. he stopped acting. I think the parts just stopped coming to him. <laughs> All right. If you turn on the Hallmark Channel or Lifetime, you're going to see him. Because <laughs> it's well, all and, those. <laughs> and he, he was on the Goldbergs for a while. He was. Okay. That's true. That Yeah. So that's true. I haven't watched that in a while, but yeah. But he, still. he pops up. He's got a He's got an interesting Instagram. He pops up every <laughs> once in a while. I also found it funny that both Steve Gutenberg and uh, G.W. Bailey are in this movie again yeah. <laughs> at odds. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot that fucking Harris from Police Academy was in the movie. I totally forgot until today. I'm like, I haven't seen this in a long time. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, shit, Mahoney and Harris are at it again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, and and I've never, I've just I, I, I'm sure she's a lovely person, but I've just never cared for Ellie Sheedy. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen her in a role that she really wowed me in, including this one. Like, I, I, yeah. Her character, her character is pretty important to the story and she's a great character, but I just don't really find her as interesting as, you know, Steve, the, the pair, the duo of Steve Gutenberg and Fisher Stevens, despite the egregious, egregious brown face. He's still mm-hmm. my favorite character in the movie, in both movies as Ben. We all do this, right? 
right? We put a movie on in the background sometimes. You're doing chores, making dinner or something. You just put some comfort food movie on in the background. And yep. I was flipping through. I, I was probably Amazon Prime. I forget one of the streaming services. I'm just flipping through the you know movies we think you'll like section, and it's like, ooh, hackers. So I put that on while I'm making dinner a couple of days ago. And, <laughs> Griffin comes like, down and he's and he's sitting watching it with me, you know, and and he even he recognizes how kind of like silly and outdated like the technology is. And of course, as soon as the plague shows up, I'm like, ah, fucking Ben from Short Circuit. I forgot he was in this movie. He's like, <laughs> you would never think that was the same guy. To mm-hmm. be honest, I still do that with Fisher Stevens because he's on he was on Succession too, and I'm like, shit, why is Ben there? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Why is Ben there and why is Cameron there? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I haven't seen Succession yet. That's on my long list of shows that I'll get to one of these days. I just don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. So I usually wait until something has bubbled up to the point of being like a pop culture phenomenon before. OK, fine. I'll break down and watch it, you know. So, well, here's the funny thing. My boss this week literally just told, he's like, oh, my God, I started this show called Succession on Monday. And it like Sunday, the day before was the last episode. He had no idea. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, I really want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I would love to tell you what you're up again for. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I was on a work call on Friday and I, and I have kind of a corporate job and I work. Um, I'm a project manager. And so I do, you know, various projects. And I ended up on this call, like a committee call on Friday with every executive in the company who was working that day, you know, every vice president, you know, chief executive of whatever. And I like the company that I work for because as soon as I get on the call, everyone's like, oh man, did you see Ted Lasso? Oh man, did you see Succession? And and they spent 15 minutes talking about TV before somebody finally was like, hello, what are we doing? You know, like we're all like the one person who had to be like, why are we all stuck on this call talking about TV? Like, like, let's get to work. I'm like, okay, I guess. (laughs) Fine, whatever. Um, But yeah, so Short Circuit 2, I was so excited, even as a kid when Ben Fisher Stevens was the main character, I just thought, great, if we're not going to have the goot, he's the next best character to take the lead. And as a kid, I probably didn't understand who Michael McKean was exactly. But as an adult, man, I fucking love so many things Michael McKean's been in. Oh, it's like, yeah. he's one of those guys where it's like, please don't tell me if he's done anything horrible that he needs to be canceled for. And if he has, don't tell me because I just love him so much that I'm almost yeah. afraid. I'm almost afraid to be like, I love Michael McKean. Cause someone's going to be like, yeah, well you haven't been reading the news the past two years. I'm like, Oh shit, please don't ruin Michael McKean for me. <laughs> yep. I, I swear to God, every time I see him in my head, I go, Hey, look, it's Durf. <laughs> because of <torture. laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, like every time I see him, like just because of Short Circuit 2, that's why I say oh, it. I'm yeah. like, yep, that's why I said Durf. Yeah, Durf. Yeah. <laughs> and see, when I was a kid, like I didn't realize that Spinal Tap like wasn't a real band. Like as a kid, before I understood the parody of This Is Spinal Tap. Right. Right? See, so I'm I... not the only one. I'm <laughs> yes. <not> the... <laughs> so as a kid, I fucking loved Spinal Tap and I loved him. And then when he was in movies, I'm again, I'm, th- I'm talking, I must have been, I don't know, you know, six, seven, eight years old. I remember seeing him in movies. And TV shows and thinking like, oh, it's that guy from the band. Like, oh, he's, you know, this is like his day job, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, now I love him. I absolutely love him for uh, he's in Better Call Saul. He's absolutely genius in the first couple of seasons of Better Call Saul. But 
I I'm one of those people who goes on record is that that's a better show than Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul is fucking genius. It is a slow burn. You have to be like in it for the trip because it takes a while, but it's it's worth it. But anyway, uh, okay, so uh, we've got a couple of potential characters who might event who could maybe still be around. What do you guys think? Do we do we just wipe everything out and it's just Johnny Five alone in a desolate wasteland, or do we do we have any uh, any recollection of the past? How do we get started here? I mean, my my thoughts on it went dark as as they they tend to, um, and yeah, no, I was like, you know, fuck the human characters that we know. It's it's just Johnny Five after Judgment Day, which, um, you know, okay, so we we also have to figure out like when Judgment Day is because according to the Terminator franchise, let's it see, twenty five years ago. <clears throat> well. <laughs> In, well, because, okay, so Short Circuit 2, last time we saw uh, Short Circuit, it was 1988. So according yep. to the Terminator timeline, T2 says August 29th, 1997 is Judgment Day. T3 says July 25th, 2003. The Sarah... Sarah... Yeah, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> I could never say that fucking name. Is April 21st, 2011. Genesis, what doesn't give, doesn't give a month, but it says 2017... And then Dark Fate, where they kind of reset the timeline, was back to August 29th, 1997. So if we set it, we say like Judgment Day happened in the 90s, and we set this in, I, I think it was 2017 is when Salvation took place. I think that's when it was, when they were doing the whole future war and, you know, John Connor was the main character. Yeah. We could set it around that time frame. So the the humans have been fighting Skynet for a while, and then we find out what Johnny Five is up to. <laughs> yeah, that works. See, and I knew that I could rely on you to have like the Terminator knowledge because I <laughs> I, I came empty-handed with like I don't know like I, I've seen some of those movies like I know the future sucks right the future sucks <laughs> but but I wouldn't know so so that's good I think that that's probably a good place to start let's say it's you know what fifteen twenty years into the Skynet future again, depending on where we start. Like, do we right. want to start the late '90s and then we jump forward, you know, or we the early 2000s? Possibly we jump forward 20 years and you know, this is this is what the world is like now and like what's left. Um, I guess that sort of begs the question of like, are there other people alive at oh, this yeah. point? Right? I, Who's left? You know what? I've got this crazy idea of like somehow Fred has conned his way into still being alive. <laughs> see now that would that would definitely be fun i was i was picturing like because you know it, the resistance forces would still be around but mm-hmm. the, the first thing that i pictured of, of you know johnny five in the future is him living in this like ranshackle like makeshift house that's all like destroyed with the three skulls of ben yes! and stephanie and newton and oh like, I, I i literally just wrote that down I'm sorry. To, I talked all over you because I was like, I literally was just typing that, like mentioned the skulls and then you fucking said it. <laughs> well, cause I can picture him like, you know, maybe, maybe he's doing like what, what um, Stephanie was doing is like taking care of like bugs and animals and stuff. And like, we see him like roll into his little house and he's got three skulls on a mantle that he talks to. Like he was trying to take care of them. Like they got sick somehow. And yeah. Supposed, and, they just died on him like and yeah. he's still trying to oh my god and since this he has so... a piece of them they're not fully disassembled yes oh yeah <laughs> but, 
I love oh, it. Geez. It's it's <laughs> change color. Um, no, it's good. It's it's super dark. It, you know, it's a good like you know heartstring pull moment. But also from a purely like technical perspective, it's perfect because it gives Johnny Five a reason to talk to the audience. You know, he can talk yep. to the skulls, right? He's got <laughs> he's got what are, what are their names again? So there's yeah, uh, uh, Newton, uh, Stephanie, Stephanie, and Beth. Ben. That's it. Yep. Newton. Okay, that's it. Yeah, Newton, Stephanie, and Ben. So yeah, so he'll be like talking to the, and I think we could totally just rip off the you know, the Wally ID, like you said. Like he's got this uh, sort of uh shack right somewhere where he's collecting things for input, major input, you know. Yep. And, and he gets real excited when he finds like a book somewhere, you know. Uh yeah, and I I like I really like this idea that he like Stephanie is trying to take care of animals, but to him it's like, you know, roaches and, and, yep. uh, and, and flies and shit like that. And he's sort of like living this, uh, living this solitary existence. Maybe he knows, you know, I, I, he seems to have developed emotions. So maybe he knows that there's something to be afraid of, like just like he was afraid of like the Nova robotics and the other uh, robots who came to disassemble him, right? No mm-hmm. disassemble Johnny five. So maybe he knows to stay away from, city centers or places where you know skynet has everything on you know lockdown oh. and, and observation or whatever wait let, let, let's okay let's back it up for a second i i got an idea see, see how this fits so all right we know that cyberdyne systems was the company before skynet was created like they're the company that created skynet mm-hmm. so cyberdyne systems became this big like mecca conglomerate like tech company mm-hmm. what if they absorbed nova laboratories so okay, yeah. they so Cyberdyne absorbs Nova and they take on like they obviously the Saint program was discontinued but they would have all the information of the Saint program. Now think of the uh the Saint programs their their weapons, the weird like laser cannons. We mm-hmm. see those exact laser cannons on the fucking Hunter Killer Terminators and the um Oh god, were they the T1, the battle tank, like the the ones that look mm-hmm. kind of like Johnny Five, but like have guns instead of arms. Yeah, there um, you go. and they have they have those laser cannons. We see that in the first Terminator, where they're just like rolling over the skulls and like blasting shit. So what if Cyberdyne, when they absorbed Nova and eventually they created Skynet, Skynet uses the information from the Saint program to start building certain Terminator robots? And what if? Oh, even better. Hold on. What? Okay, so Johnny Five they would know it's an anomaly. They would know like, holy crap, this is like an unfounded AI. Like it, it's a learning AI that can, mm-hmm. you know, act human in a way. What if they use the information about that anomaly to create the first AI for the T-800, which was the oh. first human, the first human adapting robot. Mm-hmm. So, but this, we could, the reason I'm saying this is because we could use this later. Oh shit, I, hold on. I just came up with the ending. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, <laughs> like, Holy crap. Way to jump ahead. This just like exploded in my head. Hold on. So so what if I'm just gonna sit back and let you guys go. Well, I I I I love I love this idea because what because Johnny Five, we already see him in the in the first short circuit. He reprogrammed the Saint robots to act like the three stooges. Yeah, three stooges. What if the 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 linchpin here, the connection between the two is because the Terminators were based on the Saint robots. Yeah. Johnny Five knows how to reprogram them, which is information that needs to get to John Connor to send the fucking Terminator back in the past. (laughs) 
oh man, this became it just became so much more of a Terminator movie than I think I was <laughs> expecting when we started. I was just thinking like we need a setting, you know what I mean? And like a, a technological apocalypse made sense. So I was like, yeah, sure, like the Skynet future. But now it's like fuck, Johnny Five's gotta like get the resistance fighters to you know send John Connor into the past or uh, where's the same Reese? Uh, Kyle Reese yeah yeah. But yeah it's like the tumbler pieces just fell into places we were talking I was like oh shit oh shit and oh shit <laughs> oh man that's amazing okay so we 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 could that's a great premise so we need to I hate, I hate to say we need to stretch it out but we need to like put oh, yeah, some yeah. we, we got to back like, it up yeah we got to put some obstacles and things in place and I'm going to throw a couple of things out that uh, I had in my head when we first started talking and I was just picturing like Johnny five, like, you know, in a, in a lonely dusty future. And I think it would be great if Johnny five, who had a family, like he, he found a family with Stephanie and Newton and Ben. And he obviously has this like connection. He loves people. We saw that even in the sequel, he loved the, the Los Locos gang. Like those guys <laughs> were his buddies, you know, but ASA. <laughs> But he's obviously he has to have a reason to be hiding, right? He or to not be where everybody else is. He's either hiding on purpose because he knows that he has something in his, you know, brain that Skynet stole once and they could do it again, or maybe he's oblivious to all of that and he's just living his like life not realizing because he's also he he got pretty oblivious. We saw that in the second movie. Like he didn't he got shipped to New York City and somehow didn't know he was there, right? So it's right. like you know, or is it or, that, you know, or know that he broke into a bank? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he didn't know any of that stuff. Or is he out there on purpose? You know, like uh, maybe Skynet is literally like keeping their like stem cell in a specific spot. Like let Johnny Five go and be happy on his little dust farm in the middle of nowhere because he ain't going anywhere out there. You know, maybe there was an incident where, you know, because he's a good escape artist, you know, he's tricksy, you know, so maybe, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking that's like going back to like Breaking Bad and like Better Call Saul, like there's a character who just kind of like lives out by himself in the desert. And it's like the rest of the the cartel is just kind of like keeping him out of the way. They can't get rid of him. They need him around. But, you know, they, if he lives in town, he's just going to cause trouble, you know, so they, they kind of keep him out living by himself. Um, so I, I don't know. You guys tell me what you think of those couple of ideas. Like, which one works best? Well, I have, I have an idea. But, Don, do you, do you want to throw in anything? No, go for it. Go for it right now. You guys are All rolling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so my my idea here would be that that number one uh the terminators would not see him as a threat because he's another machine so just like you know like we see in all the other terminator films machines are not a threat to them unless they're reprogrammed by humans to fight back so johnny five would just kind of be like rolling along terminators would be marching beside him and he would be like hello hi you like you know no one would care mm-hmm. like they would just ignore him but I think due to the crazy loss of life and the loss of input, because everything is a fucking wasteland, I feel like it would be fun to have Johnny be slightly off. So okay. almost like he's he's not quite crazy, but he's also not quite himself. Like the, yeah. the years of isolation and solitude, like his his only companions have been like bugs and weird little reptiles and stuff that he lets live in his shack. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that he tries to protect life, you know, because that's what Stephanie did. Um, but I feel like what we would, the linchpin to the story would have to be like him encountering a group of either survivors or resistance fighters or someone that is running from the Terminators and have him do something like, okay, like, let's say, let's say we have like a group of four people or something, 
running from the, the Terminators. They're getting shot at. They run across Johnny and he's like, hello, people, like, hello, humans, yeah. you know, kind of all excited. <gasps> and then, then oh, he, I got an idea with that. Go for it. Okay. I was go. Gonna say, then he reprograms one of the Terminators to act, you know, stupid. And like the people are amazed that someone can reprogram one. So now this is where we get the info. They're like, we got to get this back to John. All right. This is where I'm thinking where Fred comes in, actually. Like he runs into <laughs> these four people and they're like, oh, crap. It's like they're getting ready to like kill Johnny. Like they're they're all ready to shoot him. And Fred shows up. Go, no, no, no. I know this guy. This guy's cool. Yes. I'm fine with this guy. Yes. Like, trust me. You want this guy on your side. That's what I'm thinking. So, OK, old, OK. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. The other thing that I was thinking, and this is perfect because you guys said some stuff that's going to, like, dovetail perfectly. The other thing that I was thinking and keeping in the idea of, like, Wally and being, like, a kid's movie is I was thinking I would think it would be awesome if Johnny Five had, like, this quest he had to go on or a mission to get these kids to somewhere safe like he encounters kids and becomes this guardian of this new like family to get them somewhere safe you know and maybe we find out that like newton stephanie had kids and so you know he recognizes that you know these are you know they're they're little humans they're the fragile ones you know Mm -hmm. uh so what if it's something like and I'm trying to figure out the geography here, right? So let's just say we have this like city center or a place that used to be a city and there's rebels like living in underground bunkers and hiding, you know, and the Terminators are still trying to hunt and find, you know, the the pockets of humanity that are held held out in there. And of course, that's part of where like John Connor's resistance is. Like you got to be where the bad guys are, you know? Right. So, but what if there is a group of, you know, there's kids who are like living in these bunkers and they're like, look, shit's getting too hot. We got to get the families out of the city. You know, uh, the Terminators are they're finding us too too often. Like they're infiltrating us. We got to get the, the families out, get them to the safe house, wherever that is. And so on the way there, the adults get taken out. The kids scatter. And now they don't know where, like, where they're supposed to go, what they're supposed to do. At least one of these kids is, you know, they're all going to be world weary, like, you know, way too grown up for their age. Right. But mm-hmm. at least one of them has got to be a little like tech savvy. So let's say there's maybe like four of them, like you said, Mike. And then as they're they're successfully like getting out, they're escaping. Maybe, you know, they encounter Johnny Five. And then right as like there's like a, a you know, there's a Terminator there and. I, I, I got to figure out how to how do we choreograph this where we want to have the tech savvy kid recognize that Johnny Five is the fucking miracle that like Mr. Connor has been looking for. At the same right. time, jo- Johnny Five has to reprogram the Terminator to do something silly so he doesn't kill the kids. But then also we have to have like Fred pop out of nowhere and stop the kids or somebody from killing Johnny Five because he's like, hey, I fucking know this guy. So we need to, I want to coordinate those things together. Okay. Know? Okay, so all right, so what if we do something like this? So we have, <laughs> we we have the kids, uh, you know, obviously running from the Terminators, all that, like hiding out. They come across, uh, maybe maybe Fred saves them, like he pulls them down into the sewer or something. Like they're running running from the Terminators, and then like sewer opens, they pull him down. And he's like, you know, holding his li- his finger up to his lips, like shh, you know, as the Terminators pass by. Sure. And and he's just like, we got to get out of here. Like come, you know, come with me. And they're walking along, trying to escape the Terminators. And then eventually, what if they get ambushed by the Terminators again? Like, they think they're safe, they get ambushed, and then out of nowhere, Johnny Five pops up, and it's like, hello, <laughs> kind of thing, and they're going to fight Johnny, <laughs> only they're, I, like, 
this is where Fred's like, no, 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 I know him. You know, that whole thing. What were you going to say, I'm, Don? I'm thinking more that these punk kids find Fred. And okay. go, hey, give us your rations. Give us <laughs> And try to, like, steal from him because he's been hiding out down in this bunker by himself. And then <laughs> and then the Terminator shows up and he's like, oh, fuck. You know, I, I have a feeling that's more like I don't think Fred would save these kids unless yeah. he had to benefit himself. No. That's perfect. Like, but Fred's, he's like this, like, homeless guy, right? He's hiding out, like, looking out for number one. These kids, and again, they're way more, like, world-weary and grown-up than they need to be. And they've been survivors. So, yeah, what if they see him? They they have no adults around. They don't know where to go. They see him, and maybe he has, he's like a, a sleeping bum in the sewer somewhere. and he But he has a, a gun or a weapon or something that they're like, oh, we need that. So, of course, they're going to shake him down, like, hey, old man, you know give us the taser or whatever it is. And that's when, that's when he's going to hop up and be like, ah, you little bastards ain't getting shit from me. You know, like he's, he's a survivor too. But of course that's when he realizes, you know, he's, he's got the secretly heart, the secret heart of gold, like we saw in short circuit too. So of course he'll have a change of heart. These kids are trying to shake him down for his stuff. He's going to defend himself and then realize like, Oh fuck. Like what are you kids that doing out here all by yourself? And then they hear like clunk, clunk, clunk. Oh shit. Shh, Terminator, you know, everyone hide. And, you know, and then they kind of team up. Right. Right. Well, they're, they're trying to steal his silk shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck, he's still got to have that shirt somewhere. Yeah, it's, got a, it's got a new sleeve sh- sewn onto it. Right. He ripped the one off. <laughs> well, so then the question is, does Fred, Michael McKean, is he leading the kids to Johnny Five on purpose? Like, does he know Johnny's there? Or is it like a coincidence that they happen to run into Johnny? I, I think it's it should be one of those things where either Johnny is out collecting random input. You know, he's collecting stuff in the in the trash. They come across him and maybe the kids are like thinking it's another Terminator and want to destroy it. And then Fred stops him like, no, 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 I know this guy and have that whole back and forth. Maybe this is where we can find out that Johnny's not quite right. Like okay, maybe yeah. maybe he's, you know, he refers to Fred as Durf, as you, said, yeah. you know, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. maybe he's like he's skipping when he talks like it's like glitching out. And he's like, you know, Johnny, you're right. You know, kind of like that whole back and forth. But then have the Terminators get the drop on him. And this is where, you know, Johnny could kind of get involved. Like maybe he rolls up on him just kind of more inquisitive than anything. Like, you know, ooh, Cyberdyne Systems T-800 design. He's like tapping on their skull, you know, and we could see like <laughs> yeah. the Terminators. Terminators. Yeah. Well, the Terminators aren't interested in him. Like they're just yeah. so he, like the kids are kind of uh, amazed that they're not even seeing him as a threat and then have Johnny in his quest for knowledge like kind of roll around behind the one and like pop an access hatch open and just start playing with the wires. And next thing you know, one of the Terminators like pokes the eyes of the other one is like, nyuck, 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 and they start doing like three <laughs> yeah. Stooges style shit and have, you know, Johnny be like, marvelous, you know, <laughs> have the kids be like, did he just reprogram two T-800s, you know, and then like have, you know, Fred explain, oh yeah, you know, he's amazing. I knew him back, back in the day before the world fell, that type of thing. Yeah. And then that we could have the one kid say, like, you know, this is what, you know, Mr. Connor's been looking for that whole time. Um, and then we could have our quest, which is they have to get Johnny Five back to wherever the resist the main resistance camp is, and you know, hijinks ensue along the way. Okay, I think that's perfect. And I think it would be funny too if 
if yeah to your point johnny is not really all there right and yeah and so and the kids have to recognize that right so maybe fred he says something like yeah you know he he hasn't really been all there since you know he lost his family or you know that way we can kind of give a little bit of exposition you know and, and then maybe one of the kids are like his family and we, we can kind of go into a little backstory for anyone you know who might not be familiar with who johnny five is right uh, I don't know. If, tell me if you agree with me. It might even be funny if Johnny doesn't realize that the kids are humans at first. And that's partly because he's not quite all there, but partly mm. may, maybe he says something like when he's like, oh, he looks he, he, he sees one of the kids and he like taps him on the top of the skull, like you said, with the Terminator. But maybe he looks at him and he's like, you know, oh, you know, it's the uh, the T, you know, 1500 series, like, you know, juvenile like recon prototypes or whatever you know like maybe maybe yeah. Sky, skynet had something where they were like they were making like fake kids to sneak into like the resistance bunkers and johnny just thinks that, that they're robots and and then fred has to commit them no no no, johnny like they're they're alive like you johnny they're alive like you you know that, i think that'd be pretty funny trying to convince johnny that somebody's alive <laughs> oh that would be awesome yeah because then we can again we can play with the idea that you know he's he's broken that this future has un, uh, has unfortunately broken johnny five so yeah no, I, I dig that. So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, the, the whole movie would be it would be a quest movie, you know, yeah. or a journey movie. <laughs> so they would be trying to make their way. We'd have to decide where they are, you know, like mm. that, whatever. We'd have to get them from like one state to another. And it would just be the quest along the way, fighting off Terminators, going through hijinks, finding a random dog, you know, shit like that. <laughs> what yeah. if what if one of these kids was, though, a robot? What are oh. those juvenile? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that because okay, what? Yes, you could have. It, it could even be the first one that Johnny recognizes, and be like, "Ooh, you know, Cyberdyne Systems T5, you know, whatever, blah blah blah." But, yeah. the, the child version, and have like you know the kid look kind of taken aback, like, "What are you talking about?" And then have Fred be like, "No, no, no, Johnny, they're alive," and have and have Johnny look confused and and be like, "Hmm, you know, not 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 what I remember," or something like that. Like have mm-hmm. him make some kind of comment where yeah. like. The viewer would think, oh, he's just acting crazy like we've seen already. But then we could have the heel turn moment later in the movie where the robot kid tries to, like, fight back and then have, you know, Fred be like, you you knew all this time. And he goes, you told me he was alive. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and of course, we, we have to have a little foreshadowing where, again, Johnny goes up and he's like going to tap the kids in the forehead or something like to hear, you know, whatever, he, whatever he does. It's the one who is the secretly the robot who has to like swipe his hand away. Like, what are you doing? Like, like, leave us alone, you know, whatever. And yep. it's going to seem like this very innocuous thing of like, don't hit me on the forehead. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's really just a ruse, because, of course, if Johnny had tapped that kid on the forehead, it would have been like metal on metal. Right? It would have been clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And we would have already or, heard, we would have or, heard that noise already. Or liquid metal. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The T one thousands. Yeah. That would be interesting. I like this idea of like these like child like the juvenile like recon series, you know, right? they're like, yep. they're in, infiltrators. Uh, I I feel like it, and I mean, I could be 100% wrong. It could have been one of the comic books or something. But I thought it's some version of the Terminator stories. It gets mentioned that they even used childlike Terminators to try to infiltrate. I, I swear yeah. I thought that I remember someone saying that. So I, I feel like that's part of the lore already. It probably is. And if it, and sure, there's Terminator fans who are listening to this, like screaming at their phones right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's probably true. 
Um, okay, so let's think about the geography again of the the quest, right? We have to get from wherever Johnny has been hiding out to where like the John Connor and the resistance would be. And mm. it's it's never I don't know that it's ever explicitly stated, but it seems like the because of what we saw like in T2 that Skynet is in California somewhere, right? Right. Um, so I think West Coast makes sense. That would be the LA area would be the center of everything, the center of Skynet, the center of the resistance. And so that gives us, I think, two options or maybe three for Johnny, especially if Fred is there. I think the first two, either we do a pretty long trip all the way from New York where Fred was, or we do it from Montana, which is where Newton and Stephanie had been living with Johnny. I think right. it would be a much easier to explain that like Ben and Fred went back to Montana with Johnny, you know, and kind of kept that family together. And yep. then now we fast forward a couple of decades and, you know, they're in Billings or someplace that is now like a wasteland, but it's a small wasteland <laughs> compared to like what LA is like. Well, I know um, in Terminator Salvation, um, the, uh, I, wa- I want to say it's, it's San Francisco that Skynet is in. Okay. Yeah, so. I couldn't remember exactly. Okay, so fine, we can we can go there. I couldn't remember exactly where. I knew it was in California somewhere. And actually, Northern California would be easier, an easier trip from Montana because it's still going to be a, a hike. But I just oh yeah, yeah, be like you know, fucking three thousand miles across from New York. Like, <laughs> exactly. That'd be a long ass montage. <laughs> but you gotta, gotta have, have a montage. A montage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so Mike, you have an ending. I think well, wait, we have a, wait, real quick. Ahead. If we have a montage, you know what's playing. You know what song's playing. Uh, in- Johnny, he said. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God, that's the travel music of the movie. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes. Oh, in Johnny's shack, he's he's got to have Rocky's robot from Rocky Four. He's got to have that, like, <laughs> just as an Easter egg. <laughs> Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> oh my god fucking rocky robot it'd be fun to put all kinds of easter eggs like that in there you know oh and, hell yeah there, uh, there but, should just be easter eggs to all other robots like oh, yeah. somewhere like have an r5 somewhere in the yeah. middle of a desert uh you know have, have vicky have from small wonder bob <laughs> from, pop up bob from uh from black hole you know just right? kind of yeah. hanging out right Bob Those uh, good, mystery though. science theater three thousand guys. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, and here's where we get the child Terminator. We throw Megan in. There you go. We got ah. it. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Um, okay. Yeah, so here, here's where here's where things can get fun. So we have an opening. We get to meet Johnny. We have the whole setup. We just explained. This is gonna get us to our MacGuffin moment of like we got to get Johnny back to the resistance and John Connor's got to meet this guy because it's the key to the AI and under and sort of breaking the code of how to understand or reprogram the Terminators, whatever that is. John, uh, Mike, you said you have an ending, mm-hmm. and now we have a quest. We have a travel movie, so we got to get them from Montana to California, and now we just get to figure out well, what kind of hijinks do they get into along the <laughs> way, right? <laughs> exactly. I, I definitely feel like they need to meet a dog at some point. Um, just because like, you know, the whole connection with, with Stephanie and the animals, but a also be- dog. a three legged yeah, dog. That's even better. So have a three legged <laughs> dog. But but of course because the, the resistance fighters use dogs to recognize Terminators. So we could even we could even thread that through where they meet this dog and maybe the dog keeps barking at the one kid. 
and yeah. like and have the, you know him just be like oh you know dogs don't like me or something like that you know like have him play it off because everyone else you know trusts him yeah so yeah. but again when we do our reveal that the kid is actually you know a robot it'll all make sense yeah so real quick, let, let's give our kids names. We can stop calling them like the robot kid and like the tech savvy kid, you know. <laughs> so I think four is a good number, right? You mentioned four before. I don't think we think we need any more than that. We have three regular kids and then this like secret robot, right? Who, who just well, just, it's just Megan. Megan's the secret robot, right? Right. Like, there's no reason. Why don't to... we just call her Megan then? Yeah, exactly. All right. There so we go. We'll say Megan is the robot. The robot. I feel robot. that I feel like the tech savvy kid should have some like nickname like like data but not data <laughs> right yeah um, like oh i wanted to say chip so let's think about the context here so this is yeah. the future where like there's robots everywhere technology is pretty normal like it's 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 even today like technology is pretty accepted and yeah calling somebody like chip or servo or whatever like i feel like it would it could maybe almost be something kind of ironic like he's the kid who likes robots but like he shouldn't because everyone's fucking scared to death of robots so why do you like robots so much like <laughs> right. they're death machines it's like a kid who's really really into guns and you're like that's a little creepy you know yeah <gasps> Oh, what if they just call him Andy for Android? There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Right. So, then so we got Andy. Andy the Android lover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they make fun of him. Like, oh, you just want to be a Terminator. Or at least know. just call him Droid or so. I don't know. No, I, I think I like Droid even better. Yeah, we can kind of we make jokes. Droid. Yeah, I, we can kind of make jokes of like the other kids are picking on him. Like, you just want to grow up to be a Terminator, you little bitch. And he's like, stop it. You know? <laughs> um, okay. So we keep saying he for droid. I guess I could probably use he. And then we got Megan. We can just keep the gender mix, I guess, what kind of even just for the yeah. sake of fairness. Um, so there's got to be like the littlest kid, like the Drew Barrymore and E.T. Oh, kid, you know, like the kid, <laughs> yeah. like the kid who just it's like someone's younger brother who was just dragged along. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like he he's, okay. he's the littlest rascal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's who these last two are. They're like their siblings who just got like dragged along. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's we have to have kind of like a leader in the group, right? So Droid is obviously like the he's the nerdy kid who figures out the key. Megan's mm. Megan and she's got a present as this like moody gothy like teenager you know oh right? yeah <laughs> right mm -hmm. and that's why her standoffishness like makes a lot of sense so the other two yeah let's have them be siblings and i don't know why i thought of the wizard that movie with fucking fred savage oh but yeah you mentioned like the weird little kid but like it was like the older sibling who's like He's taking care of the younger one or she's taking care of the younger one because like maybe their parents aren't around. So you have one sibling who's like the badass leader taking charge, leading the group and kind of taking that role because no one else is going to take care of Rascal, you know, without her. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so let's have Rascal be like this little brother type. He's he's maybe he doesn't talk, you know, the little brother who doesn't talk. Okay. And then you have the uh, the brassy, like, you know, older sister ain't going to take no shit. Like, the exact opposite of, like, Megan's gothiness, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that's Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to, on record, that I did not say that that was <laughs> the name. Right? <laughs> I did not come up with that. All right? Um, <sighs> All right, so we good? 
Yeah, so we got uh, Megan, Droid, Rascal, and Dong. Yep, works for sure. me. Perfect. Sure. <laughs> Why not? All, hey, all we've had character. We've had characters named Mike and Josh in our our. Uh, all the way back to the second episode, we were naming characters Mike and Josh, so why not? Yep. Fuck it. <laughs> um, it was called the Goonies, and there were already characters that I was joking. <laughs> well, every we always have to come up with names every time because I'll pick on Mike for a second. If you've read any of Mike's like scripts that he's written, every character's name is Mike and Billy. Everyone, yeah. they're all Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, so that's perfect. So we got Johnny Five, a three-legged dog, Durf, and then these four kids, Droid, Don, Rascal, and Megan, you know, traveling across America. Um, so, yeah, we got to – there's got to be, like, a Mad Max fucking over-the-top biker gang. Like, like the fucking Los Locos. The, lo- the Los Locos <laughs> never went away. They never die. <laughs> <laughs> They're still kicking your face and your ass and your balls into outer space. Yeah, no, and it seems silly, but, like, for a movie that has so much, like, slapstick in it, the first two, right, there's, so much, mm-hmm. why, there's no reason why we couldn't do that. That'd be fun. Like, they came across this huge, like, uh, Mad Max-style army of, like, bike graffitied bikers with, like, patched-together armor and, like, random, you know, guns and weapons and just bizarre shit. Some guy playing a boombox and, you know, for no reason, break dancers, you know, like, <laughs> it would just be so over the top. And, of course, like, everyone's really afraid until, like, you know, they're – their representative or somebody, he, he comes out, he says something like, you know, nobody crosses Los Locos territory without paying a tribute. And then Johnny just starts singing like, cause then again, he's not really all there. So he doesn't yep. say hi. He just starts dancing. Los Locos kick your ass. Los Locos, Los Locos kick, kick your face. face. Los Locos kick your balls. <laughs> out of <laughs> space. <laughs> and then maybe even have like you know have have the Los Locos gang like looking at him like what the fuck and then have this old grizzled long haired like one eyed biker come out and just be like Johnny <laughs> you <Yes. know>? like <laughs> and then he's you know we have we we cut to them all sitting around like a campfire like eating charred meat and like charred rat or whatever and uh, <laughs> have him like talking about yeah this this one time when we met him you know he he took five car stereos in ten seconds like. <laughs> Just telling stories of when they got Johnny to rob for him. Fuck yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. Oh man! And then of course we cut to, we cut to like the next morning, and then it's like uh, we we just see a scene of like the desert horizon, the sun's coming up, and then over like the hazy horizon comes this like you know group on these ramshackle rattle trap motorcycles and it's our it's our group it's fred and johnny and they have that one old guy like leading the pack like they gave him some vehicles you know to yes. like make make the trip easier you know I, just, I have this image of johnny like towing a chariot with the kids in the back of it <laughs> <laughs> and then like fred is just riding johnny like <laughs> yes of course no, they, he would okay. So they like they they get like Johnny cobbles together like the front end of a motorcycle and hooks it up to his chest. So he's holding he's holding the handles, but the back tires are his treads. Yes. So he's just like leaning forward, like riding along, but he's just holding on to a motorcycle. Perfect. Oh, man. (laughs) So and of course, we have to have some Terminator fights along the way. So maybe maybe this is like, you know, they, they almost make it all the way to San Francisco they get ambushed by some Terminators, maybe some Hunter Killer droids, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we have them, you know, do the fight. Maybe maybe this is where we, we lose somebody. So we lose our Los Locos leader. Maybe he gets killed off here. But have like we have to have a, a fight. 
and see, because again, Johnny is against disassemble. Like maybe he's trying to like not harm the robots. Maybe he's trying to reprogram them or like direct them away from everybody. But then when he sees them kill some of his friends, then he actually has to fight back. And maybe that's that makes him glitch out even more. Maybe we find out like this is why he started to glitch out was because he had to, in order to save life, he had to destroy life, and it goes oh. against his thought process, so he can't process it, and every time he does it, it damages him further. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because then then we have, it's not exactly like this, like the ticking clock mechanism, but we have this urgency now of, like, not only do we have to get Johnny to the Resistance, but we need to do it safely enough that when he gets there he's not a total glitched out blank slate like he'd be useless to us then and exactly. of course and of course you know the characters who are more interested in saving the world like droid like that's all he cares about is like he's a tool that we we have to get him there you know like like in a video game like you gotta move the ice cube before it melts you know right <laughs> <laughs> Like, Droid figures out how many more times Johnny can do that before he completely glitches out. Yeah. Ooh, like, maybe good. he runs a diagnostics test on him and sees that he's only running at, like, 30% capacity or something like that. That's good. Yeah, so then every time there's danger and Johnny has to help, the audience can count that down. Like, oh, fuck, there's only four left. Oh, fuck, there's only three left. And yeah. This tension, right? I love that. I love That's perfect. But, by the way, when they... Uh, the guy with the biker gang, I have this image of him dying and saying the chant, but like <laughs> falls into outer and then just dies before he says space. By the way, I just wanted to add that. Yes. <laughs> have Johnny sadly just say space and his little like his little flaps kind of close over his eyes. Oh, Johnny. <laughs> Nice. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love this. This is great. You know, so yeah, we have to have, obviously, the Los Locos. That's like a threat that doesn't turn out to be that big of a deal. We have to have at least one really big, like a big Terminator, like the last Terminator fight before they're like home free. So in between those, we have, you know, again, a couple of smaller ones. Maybe at one point, just to kind of mix it up, there's a human like a uh, survivor camp somewhere and that the human and they're just all in it for themselves. So they don't give a shit about the resistance. They don't care about other humans. All they, it's like in, you know, every zombie movie where there's always like, you know, oh, the, yeah. survi the survivor dicks who are just in it for themselves. And so they see the group and now you have humans who get to be the villains because they just want all their shit. You know? I, right. I have an idea for the last boss fight. I have an idea. <laughs> Well, yeah, throw it out now because I think I think that's what okay. we do. Like the final boss, and I think you guys will be excited by this, is Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> is Arnie somehow, even though Johnny gets damaged, he reprograms him into good version, the one that gets set back in Terminator uh, Two. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be an amazing like third act surprise cameo. Like, don't don't advertise that Schwarzenegger's in the movie. Like, right, it's not, right. It's got to be one of those things where you have to see it, and it's like, yeah, it's like, it's that third act where like you know somebody's dead already. Uh, Megan's already been outed, right? Uh, maybe maybe Droid's dead or Durf is dead, right? And it's like they're on their like 
sort of last leg after they just had this fight with either some other Terminators or with like the human survivor types. And then they're like, you know, stumbling, limping into some little town. And then, you know, <laughs> we got, oh, I don't know what Arnie would say, but he has to have some amazing line in that accent that he would say, right. you know, where, where he's still evil Terminator, you know, uh, where it's like you just hear that voice and the whole audience is just going to freak out. Like, obviously, he wouldn't say, like, I'll be back. Or maybe he'll say, like, I knew you'd be back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, but okay. So here, here's – I like to go back to the human thing for a second. So they get – let's have them get kidnapped by this group of survivors. Like, maybe at first they trust them because they're other humans. And it becomes quickly apparent, like, they can't trust these people. Like, they're they're not resistance fighters. They're in it for themselves. Like maybe they beat the hell out of the kids, beat the hell out of Fred, lock them all up, and they, you know, they start trying to scrap Johnny. Maybe like they're, maybe they're, maybe they're just fucking with him at first before they start like picking him apart. Um, but maybe we could have here this be where we find out about Megan. So like have Megan and Fred locked up in one cell, you know, have have uh, uh, Droid and Rascal and Dawn in another cell, and have like Megan just like break the lock open. And have Fred be like, what the hell? Like, how did you do that? And have her just turn with her, like, the red eyes. And maybe she kills yes. him. Because he's like, you're a robot. You're one of them. And then she kills him. And I mean, it's no, like, no, all oh, he says shit. is, wait, wait, you're one of, you know. And, like, yep. gets, like, lasered. And then he's, so now Fred's gone. And we know that she's, you know, she's a turncoat. So maybe we, we could have something like, you know, she gets out and starts killing humans. And that's enough of a distraction for, like, Johnny to get away and, like, let the other kids out. And we see that, you know, this this droid, this uh, or this uh, Terminator was, you know, just there to kill people. She was trying to get to the base camp and, you know, she's been outed. So now she's just killing people. So they got to escape that, that Terminator. No, that's perfect. And so this is a, uh, a good opportunity to have like a big fight, though, before like we bring in the surprise of Arnie. So do we want to have it that like the, the humans team up with our kids that they had previously, you know, been antagonistic against, you know, just to sort of save everybody? Or mm. is it just that Megan just sees humans and is now like her mission of kill humans has taken over and it's basically like a robot bloodlust and that's going to give Johnny and the other kids a chance to escape like out the back, you know? I, I think with that, because we could even have it played off like, you know, they could even say like welcome welcome to the resistance camp or something like that like so when they first get brought in it could even look like oh shit this is the camp this is one of the camps they were trying to get to so maybe you know megan's programming takes over at that point and she's just like kill the resistance and starts murdering these people who are actually the bad guys and have you know johnny get the other kids out and they escape you know while they can but johnny's malfunctioning at that point cuz he was you know beat on by this this crazed group of humans um, so, yeah, so now he's like functioning at very little power as they're making they're like limping their way to the finish line. Yeah, for sure. OK, that's perfect. And we should have it be that his uh, he's going to have like a solar cell on his little backpack that used to be a laser. And then it was a red toolbox, you know, yep. just to sort of explain away how he's been alive this whole time without having to get plugged in on the on the road, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but again, yeah, that could also be partially damaged. So, yeah, so. If Durf or Fred is dead, our Los Locos biker guy is dead, Megan's gone. So that just means we droid, Don, and Rascal are with Johnny, right? Mm -hmm. So we're down, down to those four who are going to limp into, you know, wherever. I, I don't know, like, is it going to be another town or is it going to be um, – or maybe it's not – 
anything but just a wide open road and they're just making making their way and then maybe they hear like a motorcycle coming or something right something uh, uh i don't know I, I, we need to find a way to have arnie be able to like step onto the scene well i was gonna say i i think that yeah we we have them like heading towards san francisco where where skynet hq is um so they're, they're we know the resistance fighters are outside of san francisco like like right near the the hq so we we need to get them there so we have them kind of like you said like limping along you know the the road leading into the city uh like rubble all around him and all that and maybe you hear motorcycle in the distance and have them like kind of look over at the horizon line and you see like a couple of motorcycles coming toward them and then like as the one in in the front like pulls up into 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 view we see it's it's t800 arnie gets off the the motorcycle and maybe the other motorcycles are those fucking weird uh terminator motorcycles from part four where they're just basically like an endoskeleton in a motorcycle yeah 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 so like his gang is just the other terminators and then yeah he steps off the bike and looks looks at johnny and says you know the i knew you'd be back that whole thing yeah okay oh gee sorry to jump in again so at this point we know amongst ourselves that johnny is like the source of the skynet ai but Mm. i don't want the audience shouldn't know that at this point like we definitely know that Johnny can reprogram the the Terminators. Fred mm. knows who Johnny is. Droid, when they first meet Johnny, figures out what he can do. But maybe nobody has revealed or made the connection yet that like this was like, you know, the the patient zero, you know, that he was right. like so yeah, that's when Arnie comes on and says, like, I knew you'd be back and then like holds up his shotgun and starts blasting. So now like our survivors have to like jump out of the way. Maybe there was like an old building or something there. Now they're in like a siege situation, right? Where Johnny's trying to protect the kids. He doesn't want to fight back. He doesn't want to disassemble even Terminators, but he eventually just has to, you know, have his eyes go red and his eyebrows come down and he goes in like, you know, fucking uh, Terminator mode himself, right? He he goes into uh, war machine mode and takes down the Terminators, gets close enough to Arnie to touch him, reprogram him. Uh, Maybe Arnie turns and kills the the rest of the Terminators that are left, right? Mm -hmm. And then, of course... Johnny coaxes the kids out of hiding. He explains, you know, like, you know, no danger, no disassemble. He's not explaining it clearly because he's not all there, but he's making it clear to the kids that it's safe now. And then maybe the droid says to Arnie, why did you say I knew you'd be back? And right. then it's Arnie who gets to explain what's happening. This is Johnny Five, Nova Robotics, Mark One Number Five, created by Newton and Ben blah blah blah, 1986. And he sort of explains who he is, and then that's when everyone's gonna like turn and it's all gonna dawn on their faces of like, holy shit, like this is all happening because of Johnny? Right. <laughs> I love that he's the reason. <laughs> that's so great. <laughs> But, of course, at this point, he's so out of it that maybe he's just over in the corner and he's just like, ooh, spider. And he's just like, you know, like trying to say hi to some spider in the corner on a web. You know, like he's so oblivious to like his mission. of like eight-legged freak. <laughs> right. <laughs> Charlotte. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, no, that's perfect, right? He's, you know, it's like, you know, Charlotte's Web. It's like a verbal, like, Wikipedia, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Wikipedia hole we all fall down, where it's like you click this link to that link to that link, and that's how his yep. brain works. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe, so at this point, we could have uh, Johnny, like, really, like, he maybe he's really damaged at this point. So we have the, the reprogrammed T-800 Arnie helping the remaining kids and Johnny, like, limp across the finish line, 
to uh you know to the resistance um hell maybe even like his his battery is dying out like we saw in part two you know he only has limited time like we we already introduced that idea so maybe the the concept is like he has to show john connor how he reprogrammed the t800 model before he like fizzles out okay yeah that makes sense yeah yeah and of course you know johnny five is still alive but you know he's i don't think he's gonna survive this movie you know no Uh, no no. (laughs) and and that actually plays into the ending i have in mind okay so that's yeah so so arnie gets the kids and johnny into the resistance bunker where john connor is like and reese right and Mm -hmm. so at this point let's take don and rascal off the table they've been great companions along the way but at this point, maybe it's like they get in the door and then some lady runs from down the hall and rags and it's just like, Don, you know, whatever Rascal's real name is, you know, like Tommy, Don, Tommy. Oh, my God, I can't believe you're alive. And it's like, oh, shit. Like that, that's like their mom, you know, and like right they're, They get to have a happy ending reunited with their family. But mostly it's because they've kind of served their purpose. <laughs> you know, we, right. We, we set them aside. Yeah, we have them get, you know, get into the resistance, like you said, and then, you know, have everyone kind of freaking out because there's a fucking T-800 model there, you know, (laughs) you know, and have and have droid be the one kind of explaining like, no, 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 you know, he's he's been reprogrammed like he's helping us. And that's when everyone's like, wait, what? Like you you reprogrammed a Terminator. So we get, you know, we introduce John Connor. We introduce the whole thing, maybe have. You know, them going like a montage of Johnny going over blueprints, (laughs) you know, with with John (laughs) Connor. And again, it's the two Johnnies now. Um, so we have the him kind of explain everything, and we see maybe maybe uh, uh, Johnny helps them build the time machine, so to send the Terminator back. Okay. But, but here's the ending I had in mind. So Johnny doesn't make it; like he does die. Maybe he has to use components from his own body to have, like build the the time machine. Oh, let me jump in real quick. I'm sorry. Yep. Right here before you do your ending. Uh, two things real quick so yeah droid at this point is basically translating for johnny because johnny's all over the place right it's like you know the parents of like a kid with autism like they know what what he's talking about right and so droid kind of like becomes a part of the resistance himself yeah to your point and in the original movie they mentioned that the n in saint for the, mm-hmm. for the saint robot stands for nuclear so what if that's exactly what it is is that you know johnny is the only source of the amount of energy the 1.21 gigawatts that they <laughs> yes. need for the fucking time travel right so yep. he has to give up his nuclear battery and so there has to be this really heartfelt scene where you know they all say goodbye to johnny as his like red eyes you know just fade out to nothing and maybe he could even say, like, you know, not disassemble, reassemble, because he's becoming something else. Oh, I'm going to fucking cry. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, but, that's good. But here, here's here's the linchpin ending that I got so excited about, like, at the start of this. So we see, like, we find out that the, like, the Resistance is talking about how they have to send Kyle Reese back in time and all that. So, you know, we find out that the Terminators are also sending, you know, that John already knows that they're sending Terminators back in time to try to kill him before he's born. So he sends back Kyle Reese because, you know, he has to send back his own dad, which is just a fucking mindfuck. Um, <laughs> but when we, we so we, we end the movie, we see the Terminator arriving. You know, we see Kyle Reese arriving. We see the electrical storm that creates Johnny Five. In the fucking first place. <laughs> oh, the you're right. Circle of Shit. Life brought himself back to life in the past. 
Fuck yeah. That's like the Barry the Allen. Circle <laughs> of life. That's why I got so fucking jazzed. That's like Barry Allen when Barry Allen the Flash when he dies in Crisis on Infinite Earths in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Do you know do you know that story? Yeah. Nerd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But but the the fucking the flash, like he had to race so fast. You know, to catch this like tachyon to like you know whatever save save the the multiverse that yeah he like ran backwards in time and became the lightning bolt that hit himself yep years ago you know that gave him the the flash powers like it's pretty fucking cool well see and that's the thing Terminator ever since the very first movie they've basically played with time being like fluid where it's mm-hmm. like you know oh yeah this happened last time but that doesn't really count because this this also happened where they went back in time again. So that's why the the Judgment Day keeps moving. That's why, you know, sometimes John Connor is human. Sometimes he's not human. Sometimes he's alive. Sometimes he's dead, depending on the timeline. So if we if we're playing with that, that Terminator timeline bullshit, we can say, you know, that, yeah, Johnny Five is not only the reason that the resistance is able to fight back, but he created himself. Yeah. (laughs) And he created they created Skynet out of him, right? So he's the father yep. of Skynet, the father of himself. The reason <laughs> that we get a, a good Terminator in, you know, the be- the best movie in that franchise, right? He's he's his own grandpa. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I'm telling. Yeah, it's like I said before. He's like the stem cell of this whole idea. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, perfect. I love it. But I mean, come on, tell me that wouldn't be fun to watch. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I. I would have stood up and cheered in the movie after I cried that he died and had that, <laughs> had the re- reassemble line. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. The whole audience, that would have been a standing ovation at the end of that movie. So good. <laughs> and, and, and isn't muscle cheeks in Terminator in the first one. Isn't we, we oh, yeah. all over again. See, I don't know. We always have to make sure that we, we mentioned the muscle cheeks. Uh, <laughs> appearances. <laughs> muscle cheeks and Bill Paxton. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> They're secretly in everything. <laughs> oh, what if never, never mind? I just was like, what if somehow they ran into Bill Paxton's character from Aliens? <laughs> <laughs> At some point, freaking out. Right. Game over, man. Game over. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like we, we we talked about how people in the Aliens franchise disparage Earth, you know, <laughs> like it's some backwater shithole, yeah, you know. So right. it may, maybe it is. I mean, maybe in the Skynet future, the fucking Whaley Newtani Corporation were like, "Peace out," you know, like <laughs> we're we're leaving. You fucking robots can have this ball of dust. We're out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think that we should we should definitely have in the the human resistance or the Los Locos camp should be Bill Paxton and Muscle Cheeks. Yeah, they, yeah. they should. Oh, yeah. Th- those actors should absolutely be in there. Yeah, no, it would be funny if they were both Terminators, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, especially Muscle Cheeks. He looks like a Terminator. <laughs> he so does. <laughs> I mean, technically, he played one on the X-Files. He just was he was just an alien. He just yeah. wasn't a Terminator. True, true. <laughs> I mean, the character, his character in Cobra is basically a Terminator, you know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Except oh, for that man. one old lady in the elevator where he's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like, yeah, he's like, exactly. <laughs> hey, he's a Terminator. He has manners. He exactly. Them. Oh, man. So this this was good. I mean, I don't know how long we've been talking exactly, but this feels like a pretty short one, but I'm happy with it. I feel like we we got in and did what we wanted to do. I think this is a great way uh, of, like, you know, giving Johnny Five 
the credit and respect that he deserves for yeah i mean he's, yeah. he's a pretty pretty important like pop culture robot figure and you mentioned before don like you don't see cosplay you don't see no. you know to- toys and merchandise and people making like real johnny fives like he like fell off the pop culture you know radar somehow and i don't know why because he's a great character and i argue that the short circuit movies are, you know, they're not the best movies to come out of the eighties, but they're right up there, at least for me with, you know, the, the back to the futures and the gremlins and like, oh, like yeah. f- you know, fun action movies from the eighties that everybody knows. Absolutely. Now I I've always enjoyed the short circuit movies. It's been, it's been years since I've watched them, but rewatching these uh, before we recorded, like I, I had fun with both of them. You know, yeah, I, I, I didn't get bored at all. Like, uh, you know, the the first one, it had been so long since I had watched it that there were tons of scenes that I forgot about. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was in here. Like, I forgot about the three legged dog. I knew there was a dog. I forgot it was a three legged dog. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the scene where Johnny kind of like does like weird laser kung fu on on uh, Stephanie's evil boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. Yes. I was about to say the the boyfriend uh Brian McNamara that actor I completely forgot he was in the movie altogether. That whole subplot like when mm-hmm. he showed up I was like, "Oh, it's a dude from fucking Caddyshack too." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who got me was um oh my god, I'm going to have to to look up the credits again. There was a guy who was driving with Ben when they first kidnapped Johnny. And, you know, Johnny comes like he fixes mm-hmm. his arm and makes them get out of the truck. It's the guy he's like throwing rocks with into a cup on the side. Of the yeah. Road. Marvin J. Uh, McIntyre. That guy. I always forget about him, but he's in so many fucking 80s movies like he's in The Running Man. He was in Chud, too. He was one of the one of the Chuds. He was in Twins, uh, Project X. You know, like he's in yeah. so many like movies that I remember as a kid. I'm looking at him now. He's apparently was in Back to the Future three. I forgot about that one. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I remember when I was wa- I was watching it too yesterday, and I remember thinking that he looked kind of familiar, but I didn't bother to look him up. I just figured he was like, yeah, one of the, you know one of those faces you see all the time. But yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. The two that popped to mind immediately when I saw him was Running Man and freaking Chud two because I <laughs> I've watched Chud two far too many times. <laughs> Yes, yeah, too many, <laughs> too many. I think we might need to have an intervention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those movies that I know is terrible, but God, I love it. <laughs> it's so dumb and so hilarious. I love it. Oh man, but yeah, this was this was fun. Yeah, definitely. So Don, I again, I think that, I believe it was your idea originally. I'll give you credit for it. So Don, thanks for this awesome idea. We yeah, got a chance I, to do short circuit know, on the show. I know I at least brought up short circuit. I think I've yeah. br- I've brought up short circuit and Howard the Duck. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that I think that's what I've suggested. Because yeah. because we've we've still been trying to figure out a way to work Howard the Duck in, but you know it's it's kind of. I told you it's a TV it's Disney Plus TV series with the you know with 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 how it is right now. Just just yeah. move we weasel him in. It's okay. <laughs> and you do yeah. the storyline that uh, Leah Thompson wanted, where her movie version shows up in the comic book world looking for her Howard. Well, there and you the go. Whole, but, the whole multiverse. But, yep. Yeah. So we don't have to do it now. You just did it. So that's there perfect. we go. Thanks. Two shows. In <laughs> yes. Score. There you go, guys. It's not an episode unless Dawn mentions Howard the Duck. 
All right. Well, thanks uh, once again, Don, for joining us on the show. We appreciate it. This was yeah. a ton of fun. This was one, another one of those ones, and we used to say all the time, like we kind of got out of the habit where we would be like, "This is the one where we're gonna crash and burn," because I brought nothing to the table. <laughs> like, this is the one where I was really nervous, and I was just hoping that you know the three of us chatting would come up with something, but I was not expecting it to be to this level. This is fucking awesome. And uh, see, I told you to trust your real improv skills, didn't I? Yeah. I told you, you guys have scripted too much of it. You just got to go. Just off the dome. Yes. Awesome. I love it. So uh, once again, thanks everyone for tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. You can find us online at RaisedByRentals.com or at Raised by Rentals on all the socials. We belong to the Rad Pantheon, a super team of podcasters, artists, musicians, etc. An art collective of creative friends supporting each other and helping to spread the word about rad stuff. What about you, Mike? You're in the Rad Pantheon. What rad stuff do you have going on? Well, the Boogeyman's Closet is back in full swing, so check out the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram, and at Boogeyman's The on Twitter. Um, we are currently doing early 2000s horror, so 2000 to 2005, which is fun. Um, and then Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash, where three grown man children bitch about pop culture and talk about toys. I'm still pissed off that American Psycho didn't make the vote. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> like... I caught like before I put the thing up, I, I told Maurice and Susie, I said, it's going to be Final Destination American Psycho Watch. And like, I could not believe the amount of love the Cabin Fever got. I don't know I, why. Well, Cabin <laughs> I mean, Fever's I, amazing. I voted for I, Cabin I, Fever. I love Cabin Fever, but I'm just like, I was shocked because I'm like, ev- like, I have been asked so many times, when are you going to do American Psycho? Like, so many people have been like, is American Psycho going to be on there? And like, I kept trying to, to find a way to get it on. And I'm like, okay, this this is perfect. And then, yeah, it only got like five votes. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Your audience sucks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wanted to talk about Huey Lewis and the news. <laughs> well, now ad nauseum. You voted for <laughs> Fear.com. <laughs> I voted for Fear.com for the fact that we needed True. another episode of me just talking about Jeffrey Combs. That's <laughs> <laughs> But God, that movie is awful. Oh, yeah. I actually like it, so we're going to stop it there. Oh, see, now I have to get it on the show. (laughs) Well, Don, why don't you tell us instead where the listeners can find you online? Well, they could find me. Well, see, if you're on the Tiki Talks, uh, uh, like I always tell people, you can just look up Don Don't Care 79. That's me. If you're on the Instagrams, you can just look up Don Don't Care. If you're anywhere, just look up Don Don't Care. Because Don don't care. And it's probably care. it's probably me. Um, if you do also listen to Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Bash, I am the CEO of Global Milk, uh, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you. Let me tell you. There are some great Global Milk ads coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. They are approved. Like, <laughs> CEO approved. Just letting you know, guys. Nice. Um, also, um, one more plug. Um, if you go to Amazon and look up plugs, make sure they have a flare base. That's all. <laughs> That's one of those real life Ooh. skills, real life yes. skills tips. We like make those. sure they yeah. have, or at least like something you could pull, like a like a handle to pull it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously, and you're ta- and you're talking about bathtub drain plugs, right? I yes, mean, yeah, obviously, 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 of course. obviously. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, wow. What you guys think I was talking about? I don't know. I mean, what? Mike always makes it dirty, so I was waiting for him to say something. But I, I mean, the plug.
dogs can get dirty. Like they, I they, mean, they can. They, they can get can. very dirty in that drain. Um, sometimes, you know, it's just an out way. You know, it's just out exit only with those drains. I don't get yep. it. True. <laughs> now I'm confused. I, I feel like Johnny Five. I'm just like, wait, what are we Who's talking about now? Another <laughs> way. Who's Johnny? He said, Who is Johnny? And with that, if you had fun with us, visit us on the socials, drop us a line, leave a comment, leave a podcast rating. Let us know what you think we should improv, improve next time. And with that, I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And I'm saying, who is Johnny? (laughs) And we are going to run to return those videotapes. Raised by Rentals is a member of the Rad Pantheon Network. Visit radpantheon.com to support rad stuff. The theme music is Forbidden Fruit by Velvet Bethany. You can purchase music and learn more at velvetbethany.com. Los locos kick your ass! Los locos kick your face! Los locos kick your balls! Into outer space! <laughs>